What up, world? It's your boy Rio. And your boy E Fights. And this is the Tinted Reality Show. Let's, Let's go. Already back at it like we never left. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Tinted Reality Show. We in the building. Y'all already know where to find us at. Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, All Heart Radio, Podbean, Podcast, anywhere and everywhere, everywhere you get your podcast. Come on this journey with us. Come get this host some knowledge. Y'all already know what time it is. What's good, sir? What's happening, big bro? Man, look, I've been living in the lap of luxury. We had a couple snow days out here oh, in Missouri. Oh, snow day so. having... I ain't been to work in a couple of days. Y'all see me chilling <laughs> in my jammies. It's all good. <laughs> you know, must be nice. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll be, I'll we be get lying cool. We don't get cold. <laughs> <laughs> Already, man. Hey, hope everybody doing well out there. We told you guys in uh, the new year was bringing new energy, new vibes to the Tinted Reality Show, and that's what we aim yeah, to do. Yeah. So we're going to start the year off right. You know what I mean? So today's guest is none other than Mrs. T.D. Ward coming in. We bringing real estate fresh to the table. So let's get it. How you doing, ma'am? Hello. Oh, I am hello. fantastic. Welcome to the It is definitely reality. cold here. Not Arizona weather, for sure. <laughs> it's Washington <laughs> cold. It's a Western Washington area. <laughs> it's more of a moist kind of coolness. I don't, I don't know if it qualifies. Oh, it's extra dry right now, which is it's that's the hard part because outside it's like sunny and it's so pretty and it's so dry but you go outside and it is 25 degrees oh so my. it's the oh, first yeah. dry weather for a while and it's just freezing ah i love it <laughs> i love it because i'm in missouri it. it's like it's, it's miserable all the time this place should be just called misery instead of missouri so that's why <laughs> I, left. I left the east coast because of that i don't want that no more Oh man. So again, welcome to the Tension Reality Show. We aim to be great stewards of your time. We will start yeah, yeah. the show off by uh please introduce yourself to uh all the lovely people out there. Let them know what you do, and then the questions will start flowing. Okay. Well, uh, my name is TD Ward. I'm a real estate broker out of the Western Washington area. I cover all of Western Washington. My goal now that I've moved over to EXP is to have the largest national and international team by the end of the year i want two brokers per state so if that's something you're interested in let me know i nice. will be licensing in at least two other states hopefully by the end of the year for myself as well uh, to make some smaller teams um, i do everything from commercial to small business residential multifamily, land i do a lot of land uh, development and with that i also uh, was going to be a loan officer and i changed my mind so I have very high standards for my loan officers when it comes to my clients understanding how much house they can buy right now versus how much house they can buy later if that's something they choose to do. Um, I'm also a private money lender who also does new construction and uh, commercial, and that's international. Very nice. um, my mom's been an appraiser since I was two. I'm now 35, so I was an appraiser's assistant. I pretty much still am my entire life. Uh, so I do a lot of BPOs and information for financial institutions as well. And I do real estate because I love it. I said I would never do real estate. Um, it's hard. It's a lot of hours. It's not family friendly necessarily, <laughs> even though that's what they spout online. And um, it got to the point where I understood the need so much that it's something that everybody needs to know about, things that people should be talking about, but they avoid it. A lot of people don't understand the difference between credit health and mm. uh, mortgage credit health. 
and it literally got to the point where it just drove me insane. So I started doing it. So I was going to thought if I was a loan <laughs> officer first, I could like herd the cats. And then it was like herding cats with no arms. So then making a realtor, at least I'm herding cats with arms now. So it helps me kind of structure that, get people where they actually need to go versus just, this isn't sales, it's client services. So anybody who does this for money, they won't last very long. Oh, wow. Nice. That's an interesting look at it. I appreciate that breakdown. Oh, man. Thanks. You had me a raw land, like, so I'm going to throw a question in there yeah. a little bit later until my ear kind of perked up. I was like, ah, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we was actually just talking about that before you we came on. We were just talking about it before we jumped on, <laughs> for sure. All right, so, uh, yeah, let's throw them out there. So I know in today's climate, everybody's seeing, and myself, I, I put this out there, I currently own three homes um, in various states, living in one, got two others in other different states, but right now, we're constantly getting pressure uh, as far as, you know, people want to sell. You get those phantom phone calls. Hey, sell me your home. Sell me your home. And I get it. I'm like, no, brother, I'm not. No, you don't. Man. That's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. So I would imagine that a lot of people in our audience are probably those who are. And we'll get to the first time, the first time homeowners still uh, a little bit later in the show. But I just want to because I got a call right before we jumped on. So it's kind of fresh in my mind. That's why I brought it up. Um, who are these people and why in the heck are they keep calling us? <laughs> so the reason why I can say this is one, I'm a homeowner. My mother's a homeowner. And like, like I said, my mom's an appraiser. I'm a realtor. I live 400 feet away from my mom because I bought a house not too far from her. And her nice. husband's a little, like, we've, I've been part of this my entire life. So when I hear it, it's frustrating because I watch Instagram or whatever else I'm on and I get the algorithms. I'm a realtor. So I get the things like start wholesaling said anytime you're in any kind of sales, that's what comes up on your mm -hmm your social media right so everybody's like oh wholesale this i've literally had clients who bought a house two years later they call me they said some weird guy just called told me to sign this because they have a buyer for my house and it's way more than we paid for it and then we can move to arizona, arizona. <laughs> and i'm like whoa 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 first of all why are you moving to arizona number two i said well let me see what That's it great. is i see what it is and it's a blank <laughs> contract i said no Wow. He doesn't, he's not the buyer. If that was the case, he would have sent you a contract with his signature and his information on it. I said, this is a wholesaler who's not licensed, who's going to take that and tell you that's what he's going to give it to you for. And oh, he has this much time based on that contract to sell it <clears throat> for that amount or more. But if he sells it for more, he gets to keep the difference because he's mm. selling the contract, not your house. And she's like, wait, what? And I was like, yes. And then the same thing, my mom gets them and she's my favorite because she and I are polar opposites, but she finally had to tell somebody like, you have to understand one, I know the value of my house. They're teaching. I keep seeing all these wholesaler hacks and tricks and it's kind of the dirty way to do it is to tell people like I have a buyer for your house. It also was a, something that I'd noticed back in the day that people did because they wanted to be able to list the house. Because if you list the house, if I have a buyer for your house, right? But if I list it, we could see if we could get a better price than the buyer who called me. Right. So that right. automatically gives you seller the incentive to now give me a new listing. Got you. I don't, I just can't do it. That's just not for me. Any kind of like, if it's not the whole truth, it's a lie. That's how I feel. It's just, that's for me. Very and so nice. that's telling you, it's one of those two sets of people. And I can't say it's not true because at the same time, I bet you there is somebody who's like, I've always wanted to live in that house. And that makes me feel bad for the people who genuinely want your house. I've knocked on doors for clients who are like, I want that. I want my neighbor's house. I'll walk over there and knock. <laughs> and if I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. Some people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, I know, but it's, they, I'm just, 
It's I up like to you, it. But... Everything has a price. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. What do you just start there? And if you don't ever want to move, totally fair. Just thought I'd tell you that your neighbors want your house. Sometimes it works. They're trying to expand the backyard. I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes that works. I'm so I, I need more parking. I'm trying to clear all of this out. <laughs> right. Surprise. Oh, yeah. Man, thank you so much. Because I swear, I would. I just got a call and looked at the wife. I was like, honey, they're calling again. But anywho, um, let's speak to the person right now who is wanting to buy a home. They've been saving up, and you know the interest rates are doing all these crazy things. They're kind of all over the place. Uh, that person right now, I come to you, I'm trying to buy a home and I say, Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to execute on this. Is it a good time to buy? There's benefits to this, but like I said, we're in different States. So I'm only right. going to speak for my state. Cause that's what my expectation is in this state. So this is why I say so inventory is low and we go based on how many months we have inventory for six months of inventory prime time. That's great. Everybody's even kill. It's wonderful. People ask me, what am I going to do now that COVID's over? I said, I'm going to continue to do my job. And this is why the market's fluctuating back to 2018 before COVID for us. Um, I understand it's a little bit different other places, but when your inventory is lower, that's automatically everybody's like, oh, it's a seller's market. I'm like, just like with everything else, as time changes, you can't make the same assumption every time because we do have a larger influx opportunity for qualified buyers but it's also if buyers want anything that's part of the inventory we're still at supply and demand right with rates being a little bit higher than preferred they're not going to go back to your historical lows so let's all pretend that we didn't ever see that because it's not going to happen when i hear six and eight i'm having a party like that's great <laughs> and that's where we're at and people like this is terrible i'm like this is fantastic i can't wait <laughs> so um <clears throat> i'm at four and i was like i want to get down to two <laughs> oh, <laughs> with that is um yes the inventory is less than three months right now so we would like to be more in like a six month area that's extra healthy three months is nice and good and still makes things even with the amount of buyers that we have the best part about being a first-time home buyer right now is you can ask the seller for anything because this is the supply but it's not necessarily what everybody wants mm -hmm. so if i'm willing to buy your house if i'm willing to take away something from what my wish list is to buy your house what do i get right see that four to two you wanted we're going to go six to i can't legally say let's just say that the rate <laughs> could decrease if the seller were to help with that mm. see i took my lending and my uh i, I like that i like the way you kind of meld the two together and created a thing that's awesome <laughs> but if as a realtor you can't do that how are you negotiating contracts for your clients if you do not understand how they're going to pay for it what the net seller proceed is for the seller because that's the next thing Hey, I'm going to give you less money on this line for your house, but on this section, I'm going to ask for this, or I'm going to give you more money up here, but I'm going to ask for it this way. So no matter how I structure these numbers, how much you walk away with is yours. Why sellers care what my down payment is on my loan blows my mind. They're like, well, we need to know you can afford it. Why? You're the seller. You get your money, whether exactly. I can afford it or not. And That's you leave. Cool. Yep. Why does that matter? Every, it's a power struggle. Everything is communication based on the expectation of power. At the very end of the day, my goal is seller, buyer, doesn't matter which side I'm on, gets 90% of what they want when they leave that table. Period. Everybody should feel good at the end. Yep. And if they don't, I don't want to do, it's not something I want to be a part of. So that's yeah. first time home buyers have that opportunity to get what they want, even if they miss something small, because everybody has to remember that's what it was before COVID. You had to work 
together to get as much as you could. No house is perfect. You can do a new construction. You'll hate it. There's something you'll hate about it. I promise. Design it all you want to. It'll be something you hate. Yes. Somebody who just moved in in May. I can I can totally agree with that. <laughs> like I'm over here just like. What, what did you compromise change this. on? I want to change that. What did you compromise on to get your house? I put family over mm. kind of like practicality. For me. Yeah. And functionality I, of the home. Yeah. They they preferred this one because we got approved for two. Same price, everything. So we basically had to pick. <laughs> this one was one floor. So they wanted one floor instead of having to go upstairs. Uh, I feel like the other one was more like move in and just chill. Um, mm. But this one is like some things to change <laughs> and the more i look yeah. at it it's like man we should have but but see that's the other thing when i sit down everybody's like well i'm buying the house i understand you're buying the house but these people are going to be living there with you so exactly. let's talk about what we want what we need and like work through those because they're not always the same i have one client every year she tells me she's having another baby i love her she's the best because guess what i'm gonna sell her house and buy her a new one because she won't listen <laughs> so, she this time she's done and i'm like the last time, ladies. The last time. I'm like, let's make sure mom can fit and the baby, because mom's like, well, I want to come live there too. I'm like, well, then let's just do that. Let not. Let's just do all that right now. <laughs> make sure it works for everybody. Yeah. We're we're in that space right now. So a, a little bit of background. You've probably seen some of the social media stuff that I personally be putting out there as far as uh, combat patch farms and, and inspiring mm -hmm. veterans to grow and things like that. So. <laughs> I'm looking at a deal right now personally. I know this is a side note. Everybody listening is like, well, why are you talking about his personal stuff? But y'all will be all right. Um, <laughs> and so I'm looking at this property, and it's, I mean, it's an older home. It's built in 1978. And, of course, I'm in Missouri. That's, Ooh, like, that's my favorite. Yeah, it has so much charm to it. It's on, uh, what, 10 acres, 289. It's I'm got like, old growth foundation trees. Yeah. Like, that's not coming down. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. home. and. And what made me think about this when Rio said, you know, compromising and kind of meeting the middle. So I want to just go out and go get this thing, right? And the wife is like, yeah, but the house needs to, it needs this, it needs that, it needs updating. It's built in the 70s, of course it needs updating. It's like one of those things. So I, I feel you where that compromise has to be, you know, somewhere yeah. in the middle, you know? Oh, man. Or you say, okay, you'll let me buy this house because it gives me more property to do the things that I want to do, okay? But that's the next thing you have to do is like, since it needs updates and this, this, and this, where do you want to start? And then we talk about a budget. Do we have a budget to do that within this period of time? Because mm -hmm. if my granddad, that was his thing, you can have my house. I don't want your house because it has a galley kitchen. How did you have five people in this house? I have no idea. <laughs> so if I ever get that house, first thing's coming down is that wall in that kitchen has to be done within a year. Oh, yeah. It's a galley kitchen the size of my king-size bed, bro. That's the whole kitchen. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, so you man. have to ask her what's the real issue like what's yeah. the real problem I think, is I think it that location. it needs updates is it this the kitchen is it okay see location is a hard one I can't move the house yeah, yeah that's the thing like it's it meets all checks all the boxes but I think it's just where it is but it's Missouri nobody wants to live here just I retired here and so <laughs> came one of those things you know it's weird um, I'm trying to talk them out of it right now I know I'm not I can't afford to move to Phoenix that's that's another thing too right being able to Let's say for the, the first course that we talked about, you sell your home to these uh, people who's calling you up. You make, you know, $100,000 extra on your home once you sell it or whatever the case is. And then you can't afford to move anywhere else. That's like because. So okay, as your realtor, your realtor should never let you do that. Mm -hmm. That's why you need to work with a realtor. 
I have clients who are like, oh, I don't want to sell this. I'm like, if that's the case, what's next? I got right. a referral yesterday. Half my voice is gone. I already sound like a crazy lady. I'm like, bro, I told you I couldn't talk, but she won't talk on the phone anyways. The person who referred it to me said she's already been through two people and she just doesn't like them. And I'm like, whatever. I'll just, it's fine. Like if she don't like me, that's the thing. I'm happy to work with somebody. They don't want to work with me. doesn't hurt me. That's fine. I can't be everybody's favorite person. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. That's it. And I'm like, I don't mean to be rude, but where, you know, where are you going? She's like, well, we're going to Texas. And I'm like, how are you going to Texas? Do you have a house under contract? Where are you at? Do you need a realtor? I already have a realtor. I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm just asking you, if I sell your house tomorrow, what happens? What yeah, happens you... to you? How many people are in your house? Do we have a trailer? <clears throat> Do we have... How are we moving this stuff to Texas? They're going to be like, I need 60 days. At the end of the day, based on what you owe, what you need to net for that new house in Texas. Do you have enough money to actually move? Yeah. See? Yep. Do you know how that math works? Because I'm yeah. not going to sell your house if I can't make sure those things happen. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> if it doesn't pencil, what am I? One, I'm wasting my time. Two, that's emotionally not something I want to deal with. Like, I don't think that I couldn't handle that. I, I treat every transaction as if I'm doing something for my mom or one of her best friends. I understood over time that other people don't have the same relationship with their mom, but my mom is the world to me. Like she's everything to me. So I can't imagine, I would never set her into a situation like that for a paycheck right. ever. I will eat rice and just rice and water. I don't care. Rice and butter. Oh, when I was a kid, that was the best. Anyways. And some sugar on top forever up until <laughs> that point, because it's not worth, it's not, that's, that's not the money's not worth it at that point. So guess what I get to do tomorrow. She swears up and down at pencils, and I'm doing it. I don't see it penciling. So I'm going to list her house for what she needs it to pencil for. But if she doesn't sell it in 45 days, that's it. Yep. And the numbers don't lie. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I'm not here to lie to anybody. Exactly. It was fine until she told me how much she owed on it. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. We'll see uh, tomorrow. So in terms of uh loan lending options you know va let's talk va versus conventional the whole nine like I, okay, so not, you, not the whole nine because i know there's a whole bunch of things out there but but I, i'm not okay so that's something to take into consideration back to that why i decided to be a realtor instead there's a difference between a loan officer and a realtor i legally can only tell you so much about that i can tell mm. you the basics but when it comes to terms, they, they, everything they do changes so often and having right. a loan officer on top of it is very important. Understanding how much that person gets paid based on what you're doing and understanding that with a loan officer, you want to work with someone who, in my opinion, puts their clients first. Um, a lot of loan, some loan officers and some realtors, doesn't matter. Some people in sales, they're like five o'clock, I'm done. Most people who can buy a house work nine to five. So if your loan officer and your realtor refuse to work nights and weekends, kind of doesn't work out. <laughs> yep. yeah. So when it comes to that, specifically VA, that's what you're doing. You're off on Saturday and Sunday, hopefully, unless you have something else to do. And um, so VA benefits are fantastic because it's a zero down program and they also don't pay PMI. So your mortgage insurance, primary mortgage insurance is not required when you go VA. That is something that is earned. Also understand that there's no longer technically a cap for mm -hmm. the amount of your VA. But that's right. Yeah, I need to know one this of the things part, I want to I just saw that. I'm, I'm all ears. I'm sorry. I'm all ears yeah, right now. Okay. I just saw that. <laughs> I have a friend who bought a house for over $3 million with their VA loan. Fantastic. However, when they did that, they couldn't purchase another home. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if you remember before, if the cap was 700,000 and I bought one house for 300 grand VA, I could use the other 400,000 mm -hmm. another property 60 miles away. That yep. also depended on the state. So, so if they would have bought a $300,000 house first, then they would have been able to buy the other one and had two. So always start small. Always start small. That's yeah. my suggestion with that. Now that there's no cap, um, when it comes That's to FHA, FHA is an awesome option. Thanks for income. Yeah. It's going to be income based, and usually FHA is going to have a lower rate, uh, closer to three point five is like the average. It does change; everything fluctuates over time. It does have that. It's really good, primarily for first time home buyers. Um, it does have stipulations, just like VA, FHA also has stipulations. The bank wants to make sure that when they give you money for this house, that it's in sound condition so that if you don't pay and something does happen, that they can revert that back and get their money back. So peeling paint's a big one, making sure your roof is good, foundation, um, making sure that there's carpet in each room, uh, trim on the walls, that their bathroom is finished. Shocking how many times people say, this is VA approved, and I'm like, the bathroom needs a toilet. So, <laughs> <making sure laughs> really missing the kitchen sink it's happened a few times. So, uh, conventional is great in situations where um, you have something that is not in the best sound condition. And sometimes it's good for you if you are uh, buying an investment property or a secondary home uh, or a larger property. It can give you more. Conventional and FHA can change based on the rate, how much buying power you actually have. So back to that, I can only say that you have to speak to a loan officer in your state. But I would take those things into consideration because I know you're going to ask me about foreclosures. But before we do that, <laughs> remember that if something is missing in the kitchen sink, there's things called 203K loans or rehab loans that are now offered for FHA and VA. Again, I can't talk about those, but somebody else can. These are things to take into consideration. Bam. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I I was going to the foreclosure course the next, but since you kind of <laughs> you got you stole the lead in, so I'm. Transition. <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask. I'm, Everybody asked. I'm gonna transition to that previous when we very first started about raw land or buying land, right? So I heard from a realtor buddy here in town that he said that banks are a little reluctant, or even lenders are a little reluctant to you know front that loan money for raw land because of all of the extra things that kind of go into that could you speak a little bit to yes. that yeah could you speak a little bit to that and kind of see like any are there any ways to kind of circumnavigate that and still kind of I, I guess meet them halfway or whatever the case is i promise there's somebody in no matter where your area is that is willing to do land a lot of realtors oh i like this is just what i hear realtors tell me that they don't want to do land it's a lot of work it's true and it's a lot less money but when we list we charge a little bit more because of how much work it is um okay. when you purchase land you have to do a feasibility test and that includes um so it's like your home inspection period for your land feasibility period right so you find out you do a percolation test to find out if the septic is going to be acceptable if it's not already connected to sewer if it's sewer you need to find out how far it is to trench for that sewer and how much it's going to cost that includes calling the utility company plus somebody who can do the trench themselves it's there's a lot of processes and steps to that same thing is there electrical on the property how far away is it is there a wellhead on the property you need to understand how much water is in that well how fast it comes out and how much comes out per minute per second oh that's gonna kill me now i can't remember so um then and if you can place a wellhead there you have to find out based on is there water delineation if there's a 
housing development above you on a map that did water delineation is it coming into your space because if you only look up your space and not the spaces around you over time that can affect the soil and maybe you won't have a house for very long mm. so there is a lot to it and if Riverboat. you do not <laughs> if you take the land and you do a land home package that's when you're like i'm gonna buy this land passes feasibility it's all ready to go preferably you've already spoken to a builder who can also verify this before they build the house for you mm. then you need to have the house built within 12 months so the issue we had during covid was that you only have blank period of time to get the permit to get ready to build the house but it was taking so long due to shutdowns to even get the permits even to get the paperwork looked at that you were already out of your time period for that and then the Lumber costs were high. Getting the supplies was even worse with the whole uh, tariff with Canada. So it was, that's why building, one of the reasons why custom building slowed down so much. Well, now we're back into that space where things are more realistic and we have our time periods back. So, so they're a little more accepting of doing that. Um, whenever you do land, I always suggest going to a smaller local branch because wow. they can do what's called portfolio loan specific to that if you're not ready to also build or if you're buying recreational land if you're not building anything on it and you actually just want to use it as recreational land there is a way to make a feat about that it's the idea that you're buying land to build on and they want to make sure that they make their money back because if you never build the house did they make their money back is that 20 percent of what the land package actually is mm. are you understanding that if you pay this much for land you need to pay this much for the house or it's not it's not helpful to anybody selling you money. Like mm -hmm. those are things to take into consideration. See, this is why people are like, oh, land's hard. And it is. I'm not gonna lie. It's yeah. not easy. It's so fun. <laughs> I, I can tell you from experience here, I, I've I've called on several different, you know, uh parcels of land and I called a relative say, Hey, you know, you got this over here at whatever county road, you know, could you come uh, get somebody to kind of show me the property? You said it is surveyed, can you show me what the stakes are, all this good stuff? And no one would ever show. Like they refused to come out and show me the that's land. Perfect. And I'm like, well, can I just go that's walk it myself? I'm sorry. No, that's how I started doing land. Yeah. <laughs> People are calling. Nobody will help me. I'm like, yeah. Uh, do I? Know? Hello, hi. Like, I'm like, like, I saw you online. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I swear, I, it I happens all the time here. I just like, you know what? One thing to remember, though, that I don't think that anybody knows. Is that if the land's been surveyed, there's usually like a stake, a um, steel stead or metal stake that's in the ground. So if you have a metal detector and an idea of where it is, a lot of times you can see it. <laughs> yeah, I just started going that's, for it. So now I, I see. I don't know how to tell people that. That's what I do. I, I just I see these properties now. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I just go and I call them. Hey, I just walked this property over here. Uh, you know, what is it looking like? You know, are you trying to build on it? Are you trying to make a farm on it? What are you trying to do? Yeah, basically, that my whole combat patch farms thing is what I'm trying to build on it, and I don't know. That's what that... I thought. So the next thing you need to do is check into USDA as nonprofit for mm -hmm. that, because there's a chance that you can get a grant for the whole thing. Small business association, they can probably help you with that also in that same realm because of what you're creating. There's an entire loan program through USDA that's just for growing food. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, trust me, I'm, I'm aware of a few of those. I've been kind of deep diving because I transitioned from that point, you know, to okay, I'm had, from going on my own to just kind of spearheading this thing, this nonprofit, and transitioning into this, you know, this whole thing. Okay, I'm gonna have to bring some outside influences to make this happen. I kind of 
I'm aware of that now. Just, but I think most of them are grant based, anyways. They I'm are. Uh, Agbets is one of them. It's really nice. It's really straight to the point. That's kind of what I'm working right now. I have my whole proposal already drafted and ready to go. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know how to grow stuff yet, but it's all like that's why I looked at your pod, your uh, Instagram in the, in the first place. I think it's your Instagram, maybe it's Facebook. Mm. But I watch all the stuff. So then when you said that, I was like, wait a minute. I do know that guy. So that's <laughs> I watch your stuff. Oh, right. Thank you so much. Oh. I really want to expand it, though. And, and that's why I re really wanted to have this uh, this real estate talk, because um, not only from the home perspective, but from the land perspective and, you know, how zoning and all the other good stuff comes into play, whether it's zone residential. That's a commercial. lot of conversations county you oh, have yeah. to so i have this, I got this friend named tony who has a british accent so whenever i can't get somebody to answer i call my friend tony i'm like hey <laughs> ask the question they never fail to answer him it makes oh, it interesting you only have to wait two days to get an answer back which is fine i'll <laughs> wait my sometimes i don't have two days but it is it's a lot of making sure you're speaking to the right um person in the county there are people who love what they do in the development and planning urban planning areas there's some people who don't so sometimes you want to call back a couple hours later but a lot of times i just end up going to the county because i work in so many different counties that mm -hmm. sometimes i just strongly feel that face-to-face -face conversations they'll never be a thing of the past i think that people need to realize how important they are because then people realize how important the information is for me, whether it's my client who is selling something or not, it's just important to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can, can you give us an example of how <clears throat> buying land or getting the loan for land is different from trying to buy a house because of the evaluation and not having the actual finished product present to inspect? So that, ooh, that's the thing. If, if you for sure want to purchase land specifically to build a home, a custom home, put a manufactured home on it, whichever, make a living residence, that's completely different. That's a land home package. So it will become a mortgage. Right. If you want to buy land and you're going to sit on it for more than 12 months and you can't have the house built, land perked, land developed, sorry, perked, developed and house ready to build within 12 months, then you are just buying land. So that... The best way to go about that is, like I said before, speak to a smaller local branch, whether it's so for us, it's uh, Timberland Bank or OnlyFed. Um, some of our credit unions will also do that. And the difference is it's almost like it's more like a personal loan. Mm -hmm. So your rate's going to be a little bit different. Um, the amount that they're willing to do will be different. And then there is the option also of doing private or hard money. When you do that, I don't care if you're buying a house, a car, if you borrow money, if you are buying money from someone you need to do more you need to talk with more than one opportunity to do that um, and let them know that you are this is the you know what can you do for me they'll give you a b and c well that's funny because so-and-so just said that they'll do this at this rate can you beat or match it <laughs> can you extend it this term by this much are you going to decrease what do you what do you have for me but you have to want to do that work so same thing you can do private money for land but if for example Local branches are not doing a lot of mortgage business right now because of everyone's fears. And it's just mm. what it is. It's Christmas. It's fears. Everybody's just excited that they can finally go see each other for Christmas. It's just not on the radar right now. As soon as it gets a little bit warmer outside, I'm going to be so busy. I don't know what to do with my life because that's what everybody's doing. They're preparing for spring for sales. So when it comes to that land package <clears throat> that right now, they're blowing. They're like happy to do it. They're mm. happy to. 
they know what the private money rate is. But if you don't know what the private money rate is, they're going to give you the private money rate and you're just going to be happy somebody gave you a land loan. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what it is. And then I say, this is what we're going to do. Go and tell them this. <laughs> or I'm like, or you can buy all three of them and I'll break the rate down, you know, because I like money. I'm not going to lie to your face. Money's a good thing. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Who doesn't but it's like for money? real, you know? <laughs> so go through things to shop around and compare. Tell them. I say, you know, always go... One of the benefits is of working before COVID is say that you're a new buyer and you're not really sure where to start. You don't want to take my advice, which is what I'm going to tell you to do. This is who I think you should speak to. This is how you figure out what your credit is going to be like, but you want to do it your own way. So I'm like, fine, you want to do it your way? If your bank swears up and down because you keep getting letters about this, that, and whatever for your mortgage, go ahead and ask them what it is. Have them printed out for you, paper. Said so now you're going to go to another one. You're going to say, the guy you work with always says that his loan officer is the best. You're going to go to his loan officer and you're like, what do you got for me? Then I want you to match or beat this. And he says, no. And they just keep going. He's like, what? I'm like, no, if you got that letter, tell them, yeah. don't run my credit based on this. What? Give me a snapshot. I said, just use that word snapshot. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, they know what they're talking about. And see what you can get out of it. You have you have the legal right to shop around. They changed that in 2008. Up until three days before you close on that house, you can change your financing if necessary. Wow. I don't know that. Hmm. <clears throat> Oh. If necessary, please don't like that <laughs> no. is such a broad term that I just gave you. Like that's a whole nother day's worth of conversation. Oh, yeah. Don't ever do that. Oh don't my ever. God. So <laughs> one point that you hit on real quick and wanted to touch base was uh credit. So I, I remember when I bought my first home, you know, my mother was out there kind of living in a tad bit cavalier, not taking care of my credit and stuff. And so I remember, like, I went to the guy. He's like, "Yeah, you got to do X, Y, and Z in order to qualify for this and the whole rigmarole." Um, is there a base credit score now that lenders are looking for, or is it kind of income? I would based? never say yes to that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm never gonna give you that answer <laughs> because, like I said, your credit health and your mortgage credit health are not the same. There are okay. certain factors that have happened in your Cavalier time period that won't necessarily affect your mortgage credit health, or it'll affect it more. There's a lot of things when it comes to like, and, and especially if you're going to get anything that's a federal loan. So your VA, FHA specifically, mm-hmm. USDA, government-backed loans, if you have any other government-backed loans, this includes like student loans or anything else you could have gotten. I, d- I don't know what else. But those, people forget how much that affects the fact that you're asking the government for more money. It doesn't sound like they're not called government VA loan government. They're not called. That's why I get why people don't hear it or don't understand that that's something to take in consideration. And so a mortgage loan officer who who is fantastic at their job can look at your credit report and tell you, these are the things that are important. This is how you're going to take care of this. And this is where I would start. Do I need to call you every day or every month on the 14th and make sure you pay A, B, and C? Because I will if I need to. Mm. That's somebody worth building a mortgage for you. There's a difference between selling money and creating a mortgage for people. If you feel like somebody's just selling you money, you have the right to go somewhere else. Mm. And I strongly suggest that you do. This is the biggest thing that most people will ever do in their lives. True. If they don't have... If they don't feel like they can speak to their loan officer, I have clients, I had somebody call me the other day during the middle of a home inspection and she's just rattling off and the kid's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. She's a previous client. I don't know. I guess her daughter and her husband are getting divorced. I don't know. I'm just, whatever. It's fine. And that's it. You know, like if you don't feel comfortable with these people, it's a big deal. This is a, and you have to be comfortable enough to be honest with yourself and your finances with another person who can just tell you like it is. 
Because if you're going to sell your house and we're going to decrease your credit card debt, are you going to buy a house for this much and then rack up your credit card debt to this again? Because if that's the case, then we're going to get you a house like this. So you're just, that's enough. Does that, do you yep, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yep, absolutely. Yep. Lifestyle. Let's make sure you can live, but you have to be willing to answer those questions. Okay. So, yeah. And we're going to get you off here in a quick second, but I know Rio wanted to ask this question in terms of, uh, so the, the, the movement of tiny home living, micro communities, I see your face yeah. kind of light up there. Well, because it's by state, I can't. Well, okay, I mean, to your state. I mean, I don't know who wants a tiny home in the the, the great state of Washington, but. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I was kind of like, what, is uh, it, me, what does a tiny home in Washington look like? It's just like, is that just an average Seattle-based home? Like, I don't... see, I don't, I don't kick it up there. We're down here in the lower <laughs> town, where I like to be in the way high. I kind of avoid that south space. of the sound. <laughs> yes, well, I literally go everywhere but Seattle. I have somebody else handle Seattle. It's just a lot that I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's just a weird space. Um, tiny homes over here, though, we have so many traveling people mm -hmm. there's something that we like we, we as washington state have a lot of exports so like our house prices aren't really going to go down very much but we also didn't overinflate them too high because mm -hmm. we naturally have so many exports but we also have so many imports of people who will always be filling the exports of those jobs whether it's right. um uh, software or um physical things like tiny homes like we build those here like there's always something shellfish it, there's always something coming out of here so the tiny home idea isn't so terrible here because one, we have so many people come in and out. Single people are like, I saw this. I've literally had people say, I saw it on TV, had to come. Like we're in Olympia, had to go, had to go to the rainforest. Now I haven't left. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> All right. But I get it. Cause I'm like, I I've left here a couple times. And I'm like, I'm just going back. I just like it there. So with the tiny home idea, the next thing we have to take in consideration is the fact that everybody keeps talking about inflation. Mm. With inflation, two things never stop. People never stop um, entertaining, primarily drinking, to be honest. Like some form of entertainment, nightlife, doesn't stop. And then what also doesn't stop is not necessarily travel, it, travel in smaller ways. So families who would usually go to California for the summer, if they're paying attention to inflation and this is affecting their job or their household at all, they're going to stay closer to home. So I want three tiny homes in Tonino. Mm. And everybody's like, why? And I'm like, because <laughs> that's exactly what I want to be going to do with all these kids this summer. Cause I don't want to get out of the house, but not too far away from home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're still home, but we're not, but it feels like, you know, we're camping, but we're not, mm. but we, there's a bathtub. <laughs> like I need a bathtub. You know? <laughs> but like, it's still there. So the benefit of tiny homes is we do have still short-term rental. There's also the fact that we, you know, we're talking about Seattle, how so many people are living together. Mm. People forget that the form of intimacy that we like sometimes is privacy. For me, that's a big one. I need a space to be alone. Um, do I need an office for 30 days out of the month? Absolutely not. Would I rent a tiny home for me and my girlfriend so we can do vision boards? Yeah, bet you I would. <laughs> I would. It's something that I would do. So. I tend to take those things into consideration with the fact that I've been at different uh, tax brackets in my life. Mm -hmm. Where would I, what would I be doing right now? Based on the fact that now that I sat at this tax bracket and I'm living kind of too cavalier and I bought all this fancy stuff, I got to make all this money, which means that I don't want to go to California with five kids. <laughs> so, yeah. my home. 
So <laughs> the tiny house isn't terrible, but please make sure you pay attention to your legal zoning. A lot of people are like, mm. I'm going to buy a piece of land and put a tiny home on it. Does the zoning allow for it? Or are they going to make you take it down? Do you have all of the systems required for it? How many days out of the month are you allowed to be there? Are there homeowners at CCNR's uh, rules for that space of land that you purchased? Um, how does there's it's a lot of right. things that you do have to take into consideration. I don't think they're terrible, but I do think lastly that a lot of people forgot that counties that said that they approved them specifically approved them to go on property that's already property. So for example, my house. Say my house is a single family instead of a duplex. Actually, technically, I could do it here. And I live on 0.68 acres, mm -hmm. which means that I can technically add an ADU tiny home DADU to my, to my space. However, that's because I already have a single family residence. Technically, per, per certain counties, that space can only be used for a family member and I can't make money on it. Oh. Put it on the county. Now, some counties, that's not true. But when it comes to selling those properties... You can say that it's an income property, but it makes this, this, and this money. But does the county say that that's okay? Mm. You have there's there's a lot of rules and laws. They do, in my opinion, need to change them up. They should allow people to make income on them. If I can sit, rent one of my bedrooms for a thousand dollars, why can't I one that's not attached to my house that has a kitchen? So exactly, valid. <clears throat> exactly. So depending on where your zoning is and uh what your codes are will make a difference but i think tiny homes are great it helps people decrease what is everybody's new thing is they want to decrease the amount of material items yeah, that, yeah. We have, that we have yeah yeah oh well, see but i live in you know i've got 100 foot trees so i already practically do that i got deer <laughs> in the backyard today and it's uh, i got a 20 foot tree out there in my 2000, 2003 house <laughs> it's a 1974 <laughs> One story, two bed, one bed. So cute. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, those hundred fifty foot trees. I've got osprey nest over here. The seahawks are about them. Nice. Oh, I very love nice. Them. Very yeah. nice. So tiny homes. I don't think they're terrible. I just personally, with kids, I think it's not for me, dog. I get you. You I'll just give you. each kid one. You just put five on the land. I'm not hollering that far away. Yeah, <laughs> all of each other's little tiny homes. I'm not doing that. No, nope. just leave them all together. Everybody's gonna snuggle, struggle on the couch together until everybody's <laughs> okay. I Need a space for a couch big enough for all them kids. That's how you <laughs> oh my God! Thank you so so much. Thank you so much. Um, I hope that was helpful. Yeah, no, I more than helpful. Trust me, I was yes. getting personal notes out of it. So I've been, <laughs> that's why I got the iPad right here. I'm like, okay, let me write that down real quick. So um, please tell the people where to find you in the great state of Washington. People listen to the Tension Reality Show all over. And so um, tell them how to reach it if they want their good old real estate action. Okay. Uh, like I said, my name is T.D. Ward. Just the T and the D, just like touchdown um, on Instagram. You also have touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Seahawks. What you say? The Seahawks don't score touchdowns. That's right. Forty nine is all day, baby. <laughs> down, down. The Eagles made it, but that's a whole nother podcast. Anyways, oh, yeah. um, my phone number is three six zero eight nine zero eight six one six. You can call or text me at any time. Um, TD Ward Real Estate uh, underscore Thor's mom. My son's name is Thor. He's a leukemia survivor. He's back there. Um, that's how you can find me on Instagram. Facebook is TD Ward Real Estate Broker Services. 
and all of this will get changed in like the end of the quarter. I'm sorry. TDWardRealEstate.com. Love it. Yeah. Nice. We're love rebranding it. again. And I'm just like, huh. sure, <laughs> whatever they say. I I just love, I just want to show up to work and do my job. So I just all do right. whatever they tells me to do. Awesome. I, I really appreciate your passion. Ah, you froze up, Rio. Hold Be on. back one day and talk about foreclosures and short sales and some other things. We can do that. It'll get more important. Let's just tell you, like, if we did that, I bet you by the time the middle of April comes, it'll it'll have more relevance. Nice. That's my... Oh, my so God. So we'll be a little prep, little little game day prep for the people. Yes. Well, that's what my suggestion would be. I want to we'll... say thank you from the point of, so every time we have had a guest on the 10th reality show, Either Rio knew them, I knew them. Exactly. It's been more of a, hey, I know you do this thing, let's talk about it type deal, whether you're writing a book. Uh, we had Jeremy Mays on last week, a leadership author. He does all of the great things. And so I personally want to thank you just for coming on, for being somebody that just organically reached out, that we made the connection, yes. was able to communicate back and forth, and you brought so much knowledge and to, like just material to the show. So much content that people have to kind of go back and replay this a couple of times to dissect because you hit so many different great points that they got to find that one thing that's great for them. That's what they're looking for. So we appreciate you so much for coming on. Thanks. I, I'm not kidding. I do it because I love it. Oh, it's my we favorite can tell. It, 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 <laughs> oh, it kills me. I'm like, let me help you, please. <laughs> no. You heard that, folks. Text, call anytime. Get out there. Go see help. her. Go see face-to-face. She like face-to-face interaction if you can track her down. We want to send her so many people, she's going to start a seminar. <laughs> oh, see, ever, that's in the works. I guess, Like I said, I just show up to things. Very this is the one that I got to do by myself. So like, you know, like, none of your business. I'm doing, I did it by myself. So, oh. but honestly, I do. Like, even if somebody wants to become a realtor in the future, the goal is I want to work with people who want to be in client services and teach people the correct way to get on this journey. It's not easy. Like I'm supposed to buy another house right now and I'm my own realtor. So I don't want to do it because I'm the world's worst client. I just don't feel like dealing with it. You know, <laughs> it's just not. So I need somebody else to do that. But that's the thing for other states. I want to find more people who are passionate about it and not just about paychecks. What about people that are already in realty, real estate? And uh, it's just not what, what they thought it would be. Maybe they got bad training or bad, you know. That's definitely, that's on my, that's big on my radar right now is because it is, it's, everybody learns in a different way, which one thing I've wanted, I've wanted to be a teacher my whole life. I changed my mind when I was uh, about 18, but people learn in different ways. Number two, we have to remember that all businesses are here to make money as well. So like I am a small business, but I have to hang my license at another brokerage and I do that by choice. And with that being said, if you are a realtor and you feel like you're not getting what you need, it's the same thing I would tell you if you're a first-time home buyer talking to a loan officer. If you're not getting what you need, go talk to somebody else. Mm. And it's not a terrible thing because your business is your baby. I understand loyalty completely. Like, I've been loyal to more than one person. There's people that I'm still loyal to, but my business was growing so big that I had to leave. And it was the hardest 14 months of my life. Like, it'll make me cry to talk about it. Mm. It was. It's hard. And so, if that's the... If you're not getting what you need, you can't sit somewhere for too long. They tell you that now, it doesn't matter what career path you're on, the kid who stays there for 30 years versus the one that changes jobs every two years makes less money. 
your loyalty yep. is fantastic. We are proud of you. We preach you like that is wonderful. But are you doing what's best for you? Are you growing your business the way that you want to grow your business? And that's so yeah, if you already are a realtor and you just feel like you're not even if you just want to ask, because sometimes it's are you asking your brokerage the right questions to get what you need from them? And I would right. rather you at least ask them, but don't just get up and leave, but find those things out. Maybe you're not asking the right question for them to understand what your needs are. Same thing when people have different brokers, they're like, oh, I saw you on TikTok, I'm gonna find my broker. And I'm like, that's not it. One, I don't have a TikTok. So somebody <laughs> yeah, number two, if you're not getting what you need from your realtor, is there a reason? Like, have you guys talked about when are appropriate times to talk and speak to each other? Uh, have you made boundaries in that way? Are you not, are your questions not being answered, but are you failing to ask them? Some people can't deliver everything for you if, you if they don't know what you need. And it doesn't matter. It's with anything, closed mouths don't get fed. So it's, also sometimes not somebody I want to work with because it sounds like they need a mind reader and I can't do that or else I'd be rich. <laughs> oh my God, you would be super rich. <laughs> so rich. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, once again, well, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Tender Reality Show. Um, again, and we're going to add some, a round of applause right here and, and post <laughs> this part right here. We'll say thank you so much. We'll add a round of applause because you've been such an amazing guest. Um, yes. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, Rio, you had anything you want to close out with? TD? No, actually, with? I, I, I just, I really came into this wanting to learn considering we already had all the questions. I just wanted to sit there and listen and learn. So that's why I was so quiet because I was just like learning as you were speaking and I really appreciate it. You're breaking it down to like the easiest levels to understand. Thanks. Yeah. If you have any questions, you let me know. If I don't know, I'll find somebody who does. I got you. We want to talk to Tony with the British accent. We want to see what's up with Tony the next time you come. Yeah, on. British Tony. British Tony. You got a name. Tell him he has a name on a tension reality show called British Tony. <laughs> ladies again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This has been a tension reality show. Live, love, life, y'all. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tinted Reality Show. If you like what you heard from us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, or just say, hey, Alexa, play Tinted Reality Show. We appreciate you all. Peace.